Hi, and welcome to She Is Wise, a podcast dedicated to braver, bolder, bigger conversations for women who want to change the world. I'm Ellie Bell, an empowerment coach passionate about supporting women to show up in the world as their best version of themselves. I'm a former corporate executive with a background working in professional sport and a qualified life coach working with women for the past four years. I've got two gorgeous little girls, which are the reason I'm so determined to change the way women are in the world. I have an incredible husband who encourages, supports and shapes my work in ways that prove that men have to be part of the solution. And I'm Erin Hodson, a psychic medium and spiritual healer who believes that for the world to be a place I'm grateful and proud to leave for my two young sons, change is necessary and that change must be led by women. My work is deeply rooted in ancestors and understanding who we come from and who we can become. I love exploring the spirituality of who we are and the intersection of that with our human experiences. We're two women who grew up on opposite sides of the world, but when we met, instantly recognized each other as kindred spirits, ready to make meaningful change in ourselves, each other, and the world around us. Now is the time for women to be brave, vulnerable, and bold, to explore what is really true for us and how we can make meaningful change in the world. Join us as we dive passionately into conversation about things that really matter, share lighthearted banter with each other, and dare to challenge what we've been told we can do, have, and be as women. Hello, and welcome back to She Is Wise. This is another guest episode, and today we are really lucky to be speaking with Melanie Wood, who is going to share her thoughts around um, speaking your truth and authenticity with us today, but I'm going to throw it straight to Melanie to introduce herself because nobody does it better than she. Hello, hello. Hello. Thank you so much, ladies, for having me. I'm super excited to be here. It's such an amazing um, podcast and, again, topic to be able to talk about, so I'm excited to get into it. So, yes, I'm Melanie Wood. I'm founder and owner of my business, Speaking Styles. Um, So it's all about speaking, all about communication, whether it's in life, work, or business. And, And really, like, I never planned to get into any of this. I had the massive fear of public speaking, which a lot of other people in the world do as well. And and I really had to work on overcoming that. And it really wasn't to start a business. It was just one of those fears that you have and you think, I'm just not living life like this anymore of having this one fear. And I ended up, yeah, overcoming it to now being able to teach other people how to do it as well. And I really kind of lost my voice um, years ago in my own identity. So really bringing that back into now and helping other people do the same, because it doesn't matter what happens to you in life, um, particularly as women, we can lose our identity and we can lose our voice. So it's something that I'm so passionate about helping people in a heart-centered way and really having aligned action to be able to speak with authenticity, which is so, so important. And um, yeah, something I'm so, so passionate about. So thank you for having me here. Yeah, welcome, welcome. I love what you said, and I'm going to dive straight in with one of the harder questions, probably. You said in that intro that you lost your identity and you lost your voice. Mm. How did you come back to that? <laughs> a lot of years a lot of years um, into that and and really for me probably was more about that awakening um I'd never been exposed to self-development or spirituality up until the age of 30 and I didn't really know it even existed so it wasn't until I was given the book The Secret by Rhonda Byrne um, if anybody's heard of it if you have read it great if you haven't 
please do find it. I'm actually coming back. I'm doing a 30-day challenge of having the film in the background every single day just to come back to it again. And so really it was when I read that book and it didn't do it the first time because the first time I was given it, you know, just imagine that Scottish person, red hair, and she's super cynical at the world and everything in it and things that have happened to her in the past. And then, you know, given the book, The Secret, and there's a bit in it where I laugh at Joe Vitale now when he says it. And I'm like, yeah, Joe, me and you had that moment 10 years ago in that book where he says about, I'm going to be a little bit in your face and say that everything in your life and everything up until now you've attracted, you have attracted it. And I literally slammed the book shut and gave it back to my friend and went, yeah, well, that's BS. So I didn't ask for that abusive marriage. I didn't ask for all of these things in my life. And she said, read it again with an open mind. And um, I was like the teenager, like, okay, then I'll read it again. Uh, I read it again and then watched the film and something in me shifted. And I was actually at that point, I was coming to Australia for a year and just something literally switched on for me. And that was literally the catalyst that's changed in the, in the last 10 years for me was that was that book. Amazing. I love it when good books really find root in our soul and, and yeah. open us up to a different way of being. Like that's there's nothing better than that in a book. And it, I really liked what you said about like, you know, that almost begrudging return to it as well because I think often as women we have little signposts that say hey you need to go this way and if it doesn't look particularly inviting or if it looks like it's going to be a little bit harder it's going to challenge us we're very very quick often to turn around and be like no that's not for me only to find that sometime later we're veered towards that track of our own volition so I I love that you experience that for yourself and you're like oh yeah now I get it now I get it and it's like but it's been there all along (laughs) um yeah so Ellie it looks like she has a really good question so I'm gonna oh I don't know about question probably just some comments to make and thoughts to share really um that that whole piece about attracting all the shit to you like that is such a reality and so many people and I'm sure there will be people listening to this who will be exactly as you were 10 years ago and be like I didn't ask for any of this and I think it's such an important point to just chat a bit about a bit further and and uncover because it is so true and it's incredibly incredibly brutal and honest to actually be in a space to understand that. And I think it's really difficult when you're very early in these stages of discovery and my self-development and spiritual awakening is probably about around the same sort of time frame as yours. It was probably about 10, 11 years ago when I just had this moment of like, there has got to be more than this. Like this cannot be what it's all about. I'm, I'm miserable. It can't be, it just can't be it. And, you know, there's been ups and downs and there's been times when I've been, you know, dived much deeper into it. And there's been times where, you know, it's sort of played a bit of a back backstage. But throughout it, there's been this this thread of getting closer to my truth and getting closer to my authentic self. And I think the biggest part for me recently has been I've known who I am. I've been comfortable with who I am. The people close to me have known that. But then actually being able to start sharing it with a wider group of people and allowing people who don't know me to come across me and my thoughts and my views, that has felt 
almost as scary as that very first step that the book that I read first that opened it all up for me was Dark Side of the Light Chasers by Debbie Ford all about the shadow and stuff like that so I think we all have that one book but how did you sort of navigate your way through that space to to being happy with yourself but then being able to share that with the world because it is it's a whole next level of authenticity required and confidence as well because it can be really scary to put yourself out there. Definitely. And it wasn't really straight away when I read that book. I mean, it's, it did take, you know, several years after that because it was a bit of a journey to then read more books and read more books and stuff like that and listen to more podcasts. And then it just got to the point where my brain was just, there was overload of information because then I didn't know how to apply it. And again, it kept me safe because I could just read all of this, but I don't actually have to do anything about it. So then for me, probably within a couple of years, I then started to come across coaches and people that came into my life to then start to help me to apply. I then started to read less books because I really needed to actually go into application and not be so thinking about the consuming of everything. Let's actually start applying and and going down the healing journey. And I did that for maybe three, four years, um, along with overcoming the fear of public speaking as well. So probably around, you know, four or five years later, I then really got into more of the speaking and started to see um, where that could then potentially lead. However, in the beginning, because I'd come out of um, being an employee, I was still probably very, very rigid about my speaking. It was very like, you know, I've come out of the corporate, let's like speak like the corporate person, like in my own business. So again, it was probably like another year later where I started to go like, I need to really lose that and actually start speaking from the heart. So it has really been that process, like over probably around eight years of working on myself, coming back to my identity to then really speaking more with authenticity. And I think we still do that. I'm still evolving, still going to the next layer of of authenticity. But I think it's just meeting people and doing some more of like doing doing the work more to coming back to you again. Um, So, yeah, it's definitely still been a, a process in that. You make such a good point about that, the reading stage and then the application stage. And I I love that you've brought that up because certainly that was a real thing on my journey. It was like I read, I mean, like if you could see my office now, there's books everywhere. I, I still am an avid reader. But actually being able to apply and being able to take what I need and having the confidence that actually what I need will come through, that just because somebody wrote it in a certain way and that's their approach, that's their methodology, that's their belief, actually that doesn't mean that's the only one and that I'm allowed to create my own version of that. And I think that's been a really empowering stage for me to get to. And I know that it's work that Erin and I do together as well is actually being able to own what we believe is true. And that's pulling all the bits from all the places that make sense for us. And, and I think being able to get into that stage is really, really exciting. But it is you kind of do have to go through the you can't shortcut it, um, yeah. which is really annoying because, you know, I want everything done yesterday. So it's been a real sort of journey and process. But I love that you described it like that because I hadn't probably realized that it was quite so obvious that it was the book, then it's the application. And then it's kind of almost that the sharing, it's kind of you step into each stage and learn how it feels for you. It's very cool. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Yeah, it's a little bit like a blanket of truth, right? Like every book that we read, every podcast that we listen to, every conversation that we have is like a thread. And we can choose to include that in our blanket or to put it to the side and say, that's not actually for me. But that integration part, 
that is when we weave it all together to create our own blanket of truth. And I think the beautiful thing about that is that we do get to decide what that looks like. And when we're looking for our own truth, before we can share it, obviously we need to know it, right? And we need to embody it. And so that weaving process is is a very personal and intimate sort of a process to go through, I think, because we're, we're really starting to shape what our truth will look like to the world. When you had finished with that integration, like at what point did you say, okay, so now, because we know that we know that that weaving process and that that blanket, it, it's never done, yeah. right? Like it's always going to be a process of adding another thread here and, and another thread here and maybe removing that thread that doesn't belong anymore. Yeah. At what point in your process did you kind of say, okay, I'm actually ready for the world to see this now? for this to be out um, for other people to see or to know. Yeah, like how, how did you sort of get to that point where you're like, actually, I'm ready to share that truth with the world now? And, and... Yeah, definitely. And um, like I think working with my own, I call her my mystic mindset coach that I've been working with like for over three years. And she did definitely come into the, you know, the kind of midsection of my business and a lot of what I was working on anyway. So working with her was really helping in that space of helping come into the authenticity and giving me that confidence more so as well to really come into me. So I would say over the last kind of three and a half years where I've really come into myself with my business, with the speaking and going into of a way of like, this is me. This is how I'm going to speak. This is how I'm going to deliver. If people do connect with it, that's great. The people that don't, well, then you're not my people. So yeah, I would say that process was just really doing the work, but also coming back to my business around my values, like my vision, my mission, and really coming from the heart of like, what am I here to do? And for me, it's always been about one person's story can save someone's life. And some person, somebody's story saved my life and my story has saved someone else's. So that's the biggest thing for me and driver motivation every single day is that I could touch the life of someone else that then helps someone else touch the life of someone else as well and just create that ripple effect. So that's something that I hold dearly to me every single day to, to really know that. And it was definitely pinnacle in that moment where I wrote a blog five five years ago um, I wrote a blog and it did save someone else's life and it actually turned out to be the girl that read it that was sent it Um, she ended up going out with my ex-husband at that time going through the same thing that I was going through so I think from that moment and I hadn't started my business then that was probably the changing point for me was that was just in the written context imagine what the speaking context would be like to to be able to help people so I would say 2015 was the turning point for that the power that sharing your story can have for others is just is incredible and I think we underestimate that a lot of the time we get so caught up in our own heads about like well who's going to want to care about what I've got to say or who am I to to shed my views on this like what what why do my views matter and I think one of the the realizations I've had is very similar to yours is that actually the right person is going to hear it and it's going to change their life and that's what it's all about it's not about everybody hearing it loving it and there being accolades and and you know all of that sort of stuff it's actually about the one person who needs to be listening to this 
podcast right here right now to make them be able to see something in a slightly different way or hear something in a in a different manner that that allows it to sit and resonate and make sense that's why I think that's why anyone who works in this sort of industry does it it's for that that one person who needs to hear that message at that specific time and being able to confidently show up and do that I think is just such a gift, but it's also quite scary. You know, there's a lot of people who would struggle with having that belief that somebody needs to hear their story. So I think the fact you've shared that is really helpful. What would your tips be to somebody who knows they've got something to share, but they don't really know where to start or or how best to do it? What direction would you point them in? Mm. And and that's such a common, a common thing that I see all the time. Like people say, like, I've got something to share, but how do I start? Where do I start? And, and really the best thing is to think about is, well, one, like, what are you comfortable sharing? Because not everybody's comfortable sharing everything. And that was the, even the same for me. I, I didn't share everything about my story in the beginning. So it's like, what's comfortable to you to actually start to share that you would be okay with in your not going to go into a really dark place either because we still have a responsibility that when we share a story that we don't take people down with us. So it's really in that where I would really say to people is look at what you're comfortable with. How is it affecting you when you then are going to share about it as well? Like it's fine to have emotion, but again, we still have to be mindful. We do have a responsibility to how we can affect other people when we share a story. But also thinking about you know, what helped you to overcome that part in your life? Like what helped you? So then thinking about the people that you could potentially help, like what part of your story is relevant, but what part of it's relevant that you could be sharing to help someone else? So it's really kind of, um, kind of like stripping apart that experience or that event or that situation and that journey and what's really the pivotal moment to be able to share with people Um, and then really thinking about like looking at that timeline of your life of what has been the steps like in that incident that's maybe happened a bit like what I'm sharing like I read the secret to then overcoming my fear of public speaking like what's the kind of catalyst that have then happened after that event those become really good pivotal moments to then start to share with people so get clear on that first and then once you get clear on that then it would be beneficial to you know to be able to have find someone that could help you to be able to put that together in a way that actually is is beneficial to other people but it's clear for you as well in the way in which you which would which you would share it as well and I think that's really important what you mentioned there about not coming in at it when it's too raw, because actually just after something's happened, or even if something's happened, you know, a while back, there's so much healing that we need to do ourselves before yeah. it's possible for it to be to be shared in, with the right energy. I think if you're you're so right that that bringing people down, and sometimes when you share a story and you haven't started healing, if you haven't started really, you know, doing that deep work, it can kind of almost become a bit of a um, it kind of reminds you a bit of being a teenager, you know, there's a breakup and everyone like throws their piece of, you know, onto the fire and we, you know, it becomes this sort of big self sort of growing thing that is actually just not really terribly helpful for anyone. So I think it's really important when you, you know, when you know that there's something that you want to share with the world, make sure that you've, you've done the work um, because 
I, I agree. I think there is, you can do a lot of damage by just sharing from a place of woundedness. Whereas if you come from a place of, of sacred, from divine, where you've done the, the healing, when you've done the work to, to kind of understand it a little bit more. And we're never going to understand everything, especially when other people are involved, because, you know, yeah. unfortunately we don't have the total gift of, you know, crystal yeah. balls and insight and all of that, which would be so much more helpful if we did. Um, yeah. but, but actually being able to, to do that work and do that healing is such an important part of the journey, but it's also the really, like, that's the hard bit. That's the really, the bit where you have to like kind of you know, face the fear, face that the big scary monster that's been hiding in the cupboard that we've done a really good job of pushing down and ignoring. It's kind of like inviting him to tea and actually saying, right, I need to do this now. <laughs> Can we do it in the nicest possible way, please? <laughs> so in terms of the fear of public speaking and it's funny, when I was a child and a teenager, I did lots of theatre. I was at an all-girls school. I often played the male leads. I still struggled to let my husband lead in dancing because I was always, you know, always played the man. But I never had a problem standing up and speaking. And then kind of in my late teens and in my 20s, that, that confidence kind of disappeared totally. And a lot of that was, you know, very much due to not feeling very comfortable in my own skin and not really being able to mm. know... I guess I lost my identity in many ways. It's interesting thinking back to it. I don't quite know why it happened in my 20s, but it very much, I very much didn't know who I was. You know, a lot of people say they enjoyed their 20s. I didn't particularly. But I then sort of like that fear of public speaking, that fear of actually putting myself out there became a lot bigger. How did you actually overcome it? Like, did you just make yourself speak a lot or did you uncover where it had come from? Like, what was the process that you did in terms of being able to... Uh, you know understand a little bit more why yeah. it was a problem and it definitely comes back to you've got to apply like you've got to do it you can't just sit here and go like oh, I'm really good at public speaking really good at public speaking and then go out it's like you actually have to do it in order to overcome it it's like we have to rewire our brain to know that we're okay to do it so I suppose it's yeah it was doing it it was doing it feeling the fear and doing it anyway so continuing to do it as well as to work on myself. I mean, it was working on, I mean, I've like developed my own resources and techniques that I help other people with because I obviously searched for a lot of things as well to help because I was still doing it and feeling such anxiety. And I've always been someone who has had a lot of anxiety anyway, like prior to doing a lot of healing work. So I used to get a lot of that before, during and after, and I would just like crash and burn after a speaking event. And um, so really it was just about doing it anyway and learning from it and just really understanding that, well, you're going to get better the more you do it. Um, and then over the time, I suppose it's that thing when you teach it, you learn the hard way, you develop the resources and the techniques and things like that to, to do it. But I, definitely for me, planning and preparing is massive. And that's what I work on with clients. So I then developed, you know, a routine of preparation, the planning of every event so that I knew when I was going in, I wasn't just kind of like what I say is like hashtag winging it. It's like that doesn't exist in my realm with like clients and things, because I know that particularly in the beginning stage, we want to plan and prepare as much as possible. Practice, practice, practice so that you can overcome those fears and then we can start to take the reins off because that's where we want to start bringing authenticity into it, which doesn't always happen in the beginning because I need people to be able to put them into 
structure and strategy and get into knowing how to speak and then we can start developing that side of things so yeah it's really planning and preparing and just and just doing you've got to just do it I used to be such a like I used to wing everything and it was completely a defense mechanism because if I just winged it and it didn't work out it's like oh well I didn't put that much effort into it so it was kind of fine but I know now how much better I am if I prepare if I I mean you know if I'm doing something even if it's I I ran a vision casting session earlier today I've already done it a couple of times I've got all my notes I prep everything and you're right it it allows you to go in with this sort of a a much deeper sense of being able to add the authenticity when you're doing it because you've had it you know what you're trying to get across whereas I think if we're just if we are winging it it gets really it gets really complicated with you know making sure that you that you share what you want to share without oversharing and undersharing if that makes sense it's like finding that perfect line which perfection doesn't exist but do you know what I mean it's that sort of thing (laughs) it it definitely is and that's what I say is like it's the it's the foundation and the thing is with winging it we've all been there I've done the same myself but I always say to people when we do wing it we're actually thinking more about ourselves and not about the other people and it is about the other people so it's about putting value onto them value that you want to be um prepared you want to be in a space that you're giving value because it is about them the more that we do the avoidance procrastination we're putting way too much attention on ourselves about oh how do we feel about doing the speaking and it's like it's actually more about the other people than it is about yourself <laughs> that's such a great point and I think that's like I, I've loved that I hadn't really thought of it like that before but it's it's so true it's actually about what can what are we giving to the other people here? And it was funny, I was talking to a client just recently about um, sharing her story and, and all of that and all of the usual, um, you know, who am I to do this? Who am I to do that? And and I talked about the fact that, you know, actually somebody needs to hear her story. And then I was like, but who are you not to do it? And I think it's almost that, who are you not to share your story in a manner that people can actually connect to it and understand it and giving it the appropriate amount of love and attention and care so that the the message is received in the manner that it that it's meant because we have such we have such ability to change people's lives and we don't even realize it Mm -hmm. most of the time we're so caught up in our own head and what we were wearing and we said this and we did all of that that we completely forget that actually the words that we're sharing and what we're saying can just have such a profound impact that that's what it's all about that's the reality is being able to really yeah inspire others and and I love all the things that you've shared so far about um you know how to best do that because it it is difficult and it is scary and yeah we but I think we have to keep doing it we have to keep practicing and I mean I love that you said practice many times because anyone who listens to us I'm bang on about that all the time we don't get to just do it once and then it's all fine it's like I always say I can't decide I want to be a pro golfer and turn up on the first tee and expect to be able to just do that (laughs) you know that's not real that doesn't that's not how it works we have to you know practice our long game then we have to practice our short game and then we have to put it together and then we have to practice the bit that we're still not very good at and keep going and it's kind of learning to enjoy that rather than it being part like oh I've got to do this to get there it's kind of like this is all part of it does that make sense (laughs) yes it is and the reason why I giggle about that is because um 
is a is a Sagittarian. Um, we're about goals. Like I'm like it's goal orientated. We're like we're gonna get to the goal. We're not going to go through the process and enjoy the suckiness of it all. Whereas like my North Node is in Cancer and it's all about enjoying the process. So I'm having to you know be more into that space because that's what I'm here to learn. So you know is that thing of yeah we want to be able to enjoy the the suckiness of you know, doing the speaking, doing the thing and maybe saying something that you think, oh, hi, where did that even come from? That's not even what was on my script, but I got nervous or I got whatever. And it's, you know, enjoying that process of it. You know, I say that it's like bringing your authenticity in it. So, you know, I have clients who have accents and they're like, oh, I want to get really clear. And I'm like, yeah, but that's taking away from you with your accent. I said, so let's look at other things that you enjoy. Like, I'll just bring humor into it. Like, say, for instance, um, I've forgotten a word because, you know, that can happen. I'm human, just like everybody else. And I might have prepared, but that word could just disappear out of my head. And, and I'll just make a bit of a humor about it, you know, on stage or whatever and say, well, you can fill in the blanks, everyone, because that word's gone. I'll probably remember it later, but anyway, we'll continue on. It's like, let's talk about the elephant in the room. So let's bring about, you know, what things can you add about your accent? Can you bring about you and your personality rather than trying to hide it to be someone that you're not? Yes, we want to be, be clear speakers, I said, but I don't want to take away from the fact that what makes you, you, and let's really bring in things that make you human because, People love to know that the people on stage or on the camera or, you know, behind the podcast audio that, my God, they're just like me. Yeah. And we forget that, don't we? We kind of get caught up that, you know, we're the only person who's got a problem, who can't do something and everybody else around us has got their shit together. And the reality of that is so far away. And I, I think for me that that understanding that other people, you know, have the same challenges, which is why group work is so important which is why having community having people that you can have these conversations even um and erin is here in spirit she's just her her internet is not playing nicely today so um anyone if if anyone's wondering where she's gone she is here i promise but we are just like everybody else and we have internet issues so there you go great example of that but it is it's that that reality and it's funny i sent a video that i'd done probably about 18 months ago to somebody and she was like wow you're so serious in it you're so like and it was so funny because i remember being like right i've got to be you know i've got my notes and i'm going to be and this is you know i'm going to be very professional and i'm going to be all of these things. And then actually what I've realized is I can still be professional and I can still share my message with a sense of humor and smiling and laughing because actually that's much more who I am. I am, this is the real me. This isn't uh, being really sensible and being quite dour and, you know, all of them. Good God, that's, that's never been me. (laughs) So it's really funny how it takes that time to be able to like really acknowledge and learn that, that actually I'm okay as I am just like everybody is and I think we spend so long comparing and I always love um Brené Brown's quote about comparison being the thief of joy I think it's her if I've attributed it wrongly somebody tell me because I'm great at doing that I give them to I was I gave my mum a quote earlier which I know she didn't say Um, (laughs) but being able to like own these things and own who you are is just we get caught up in comparison we get worried about you know how we compare to somebody else and they would never do it like this and they would but that's why whatever you need to share is what you need to share because nobody else will do it in the way that you do it 
And I think that's something that as women, we all need to start to embrace a little bit more that we have this uniqueness, that we have this gift, we have this ability to to shine a light on what it is that's important to us. And if we can do more of that, then we can be the change that the world needs. Because if we all start to show up more authentically and speak our truth confidently with lots of practice and, you know, prep work ahead of it, like the world can change. And and to me, that's really important because I have daughters that cannot live in the world that we currently have. Yeah, exactly. That's right. And it's like evolving as well. Like thinking about just because you speak a certain way you maybe did last year, it doesn't mean to say you have to still show up that person. It's like, we're always going to be evolving and you're always going to have different messages to share and the things that you learn. And I think that's the biggest thing around you know, speaking with authenticity is always making sure you're evolving because then you've always got a next layer to help people and you'll keep people coming in your journey because they think, well, if I stay and I am getting more and more tools and practical skills because that person's evolving. So it's like, we always want to be evolving to where it is that we're going because we can either still continue to help the people that we have or bring new people in, depending on what it is that that we're looking to do as well. And, And I suppose it's the authenticity is, always coming back to our hearts and like it's like coming out of our heads like because that's where ego is it's like let's come to our hearts and like what's the message that our heart's telling us that we want to be sharing with people as well like that's my biggest thing of evolving is definitely coming back to my heart and coming back to my spirits and saying you know what do you want me to be saying today like what would you have me say today and to whom and even this morning, like I do, and I say, like, what will my clients want me to tell them? Like, what's the message that you want me to share in the podcast? So like, that's I suppose where I'm at now, where I don't have to do so much of the preparation. It's still there, but not so much because it's now about, I suppose, being guided to what's the message that you want me to share today? And I think that's what's really special. Yeah, I think when you can actually tune in and connect to that that inner wisdom that that we have and learn to trust it, I'm, I totally hear you. I if I'm prepping for something, if if there's a specific thing I need to get across, then lots of prep goes into that. I am um, I've got lots of Virgo in my chart. Not I'm a double Scorpio with a Cancer Moon, so I am like the most emotional. Like if you need tears on stage, oh, I can do that, no problem at all. <laughs> But there's lots of me that needs like lots of organization and planning and and all of that sort of thing. But actually what I find in conversations like this or conversations with Erin, or even if I'm just talking about something I'm passionate about, I actually don't think about what I'm going to say next. I just allow it to come. And that is like such a game changer when you learn to just trust that the words that will come out will come out and being able to just channel that intuition and that intuitive message that needs to be heard by somebody um is such a gift to be able to do it but it does make it slightly difficult when someone says oh could you just say what you just said again I'm like well no because I can't actually remember <laughs> it's it's a one-stop thing it's like it's out <laughs> it's done I don't know that was someone else speaking they're not going to tell me it again <laughs> yeah, you're it's gonna done. have to pause and record and listen to it again because I got nothing <laughs> Exactly. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it so much. Oh, look, I could carry on talking to you for hours. I love what you do. We'll share all of your details in the show notes if there is anyone listening who wants help to, you know, learn to speak their truth more authentically, more boldly, more bravely. Mm-hmm. Melanie is definitely the person to connect with and talk to. Um, she's got so much wisdom and it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you today. And yeah, thank you. Is there any last comments, anything you'd like to share about your business? anything else that you'd like to share with the listeners that they need to hear today 
Yeah, and um, yeah, if anybody is looking for yeah a little bit of help around storytelling, speaking, um, I do have a freebie on my Speaking Styles um, website. You can download it. Comes with fifteen steps to be able to help you, um, and then you get to take me home with you, and I come with a bit come with videos in the email to talk you through the fifteen steps as well. Um, so if you've liked what you've heard and you'd like to hear my accent a little bit more, feel free to download download that. It's a freebie, but really just as a lasting message is you know wherever you go go with all your heart oh I love that that's that needs to be on a wall somewhere I think so uh could we have some stickers or mugs with that on please Melanie thank you so much for your time I will say goodbye from me and from Erin she is still here in in body and soul and all of those things we just haven't been able to hear her wisdom today but um plenty more opportunity for that I have no doubt thank you so much and uh we will catch up again soon you've been listening to she is wise with Ellie Bell and Erin Hodson If you've enjoyed this conversation, please remember to subscribe so you can join us next time. And if you haven't already, please consider leaving us a review or sharing this podcast with your friends. Thanks so much for joining us and we will catch you on the next episode.